0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present, The Drive. Elmore team, left side three is good! From 30 John
1: Elmore! The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome in. It's the Wednesday, July 24th edition. The Drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And as always, you can always be a part. Of the Miller Lite phone lines 877 420 talk 877 420 8255 Miller Lite hold true great taste only 96 calories it is the original light beer we've got a jam packed show for you this afternoon coming up at 5:15 David Kahn from the West Virginia Power and at 5:30 we're going to hear from John Elmore now we last saw John playing with the West Virginia Wildcats during the basketball tournament. Now, his team did not win in advance, so he's got some free time on his hands. Well, not anymore. He signs today, and I am not Italian. I'm not going to hit this directly perfectly. That's why I have Jansen Williams. He, he knows how to pronounce this. I'm putting you on the spot, Jansen. How do you pronounce this? Uh, John Elmore playing with, uh, I'm saying, Paula Canestro? Pallosinestro Palacinestro. And you're looking at your note, too. Nope. What do you got? How you say the last part? Trieste. Pallosinestro Trieste. Okay. That's uh, why we should have department head meetings before we do this show. No, John's coming on the show here in a little bit. So uh, Pallosinestro Trieste of uh, the Series A League uh, in Italy. It's going to be a big deal for him. The uh, LBA is uh, the highest level of basketball in Italy, so he's going to have an opportunity to showcase his talents, play professional basketball, and with the many who maybe don't make it to the NBA, basketball is not over, and this is also a great place to maybe get yourself better, hone your skills, get some more tape, as, uh, as they used to say, as Woody Woodrum would say, get some tape, be seen, Maybe get back into the states, you know, depending on what your ambitions are, where your career takes you. So here's an opportunity, but he has made uh, himself uh, a uh, a dream come true today. He signed a pro contract, so that's what's coming up. We're going to talk to him, and of course, David Collins is going to join us from the West Virginia Power. We'll talk to him here in a few minutes uh, about the power they are. Um, Still in the hunt for a second-half division title, but they're running out of time. So we'll talk to David about that. And as we said, your phone calls are coming up as well. So basketball, baseball, that's going to be the major focus of the show today. Some things are happening, though. Uh, You can tell we're getting closer and closer to the start of fall season. Because things are happening with Marshall. And a couple things we're just going to touch on real quick before we hit the break. Uh, First of all, Tyler Jones, who is an incoming freshman for the Marshall men's golf team, he has qualified for the 119th U.S. Amateur Championship. He took the top spot at the Ohio State Scarlet Qualifier, which is hosted by the OSU Golf Club. The amateur is going to be played August 12th, to 18th. It's going to be played at Pinehurst. In North Carolina on course number two and four. So that's pretty impressive for him. Matt Grobe's pretty excited about that. A lot of competition these days for young athletes when it comes to golf, and uh, you got one of the best in the country, or at least you got one of the best in Ohio. He's making the 119th U.S. Amateur. That says something about the caliber of athlete that you're able to bring in. So I'm sure we'll follow up and get Coach Grobe on here a little bit later on uh, in the week or next week. Also, Got to pay attention to this as well because um, it involves golf, and it also involves, I think, Matt Groves' dedication to really making this program probably one of the more successful programs of recent history. Thomas Frazier, Cole Moore, both on the golf team. Named All-American scholar athletes by Golf Coaches Association of America, uh, the golf team is also honored as All-Academic team with a GPA of 3.0 or better. So this is really Matt Grobe Day. Even though John Elmore signs a pro contract, we're going to have David Kahn on. Uh, this is Matt Grobe Day, and he's not even on the program. So again, I mean that just says uh, something about the caliber and the quality of the program. The fact that you've got uh, two players who are All-American scholar-athletes. You've got an incoming freshman qualifying for the 119th U.S. Amateur. I mean, that's impressive as well. And, of course, as we mentioned, we're getting closer to the start of the new season because uh, wrapping it up, on the old season, Tyree Brady named a Student Athlete of the Year. That's right. So he gets named Student Athlete of the Year at Marshall and Track and fields also represented. Renice Baston was named uh, a scholar. I'm sorry, a student athlete of the year as well. Uh, Baston won the gold medal in the hammer throw at the 2019 Conference USA Outdoor Track and Field Championships with a distance of 57.18 meters, and in uh, more comprehensible terms for those of us who have rejected the metric system, 187 feet and seven inches. She also placed seventh in the meet in the discus. Uh, The team, as a program, amassed 58 team points. That is the most since 2013. So she gets named. Also, you get Tyree Brady. He is named Student Athlete of the Year. First-team All-Conference USA selection. Earned the team's Offensive Player of the Year honors at season end. Led the Herd in receptions and receiving yards in each of the last two seasons. 17 touchdowns in his two seasons with the program. Everybody remembers, of course, 2017 down at North Carolina State, 11-catch, 248-yard performance. Uh, the receiving yards were the most by a player, home or visitor, and the history of Carter-Finley Stadium, and the yardage was the fourth most in Marshall history. The most by a herd player on the road and the most by a Marshall player against an FBS program. Brady finished with seven career 100-yard games, and the last five times he hit the 100-yard mark and of course those were Marshall wins when he hit the 100 yard mark the last five times Marshall won the game so student athlete of the year these honors will uh, be more highlighted coming up football season here in the next few weeks Uh, during a football game uh, they will be recognized on the field so that's what's happening at Marshall today We turn our attention to David Kahn in a few minutes from the West Virginia Power. Going to catch up with him about what's happening with the Power. Then John Elmore is going to join us a little bit later on. So I'm looking forward to that as well. We've got an all-star cast on the show today, and we've got an all-star producers booth today with Gabriel Sellers and Jansen Williams keeping this thing afloat. You're listening to The Drive here on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930.
0: You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan, the 2019 West Virginia Broadcasters Association Best Talk Show on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: Now joining us on the program, the voice of the West Virginia Power, David Kahn. Power taking on the Hickory Crawl Dads tonight. Road game, 7 o'clock first pitch. You can, of course, listen to the game on WVPower.com. Uh, power losers are losers of their last two and five and five in their last ten games. Uh, that's going to turn around tonight, David. I've got hope. I've got a belief that's going to turn around tonight.
2: Uh, I agree with you as well. You know, we've got a uh, new right-hander, Evan Johnson, on the mound, making his second start at the low-A level. And he looked really, really good last time out. I think he got a little fatigue at the end of his outing against Phil Marvis. So I'm pretty confident that Evan's going to come out, have a great outing, and that power is going to have a good shot to win again
1: not all is uh dire for the power right now they're only 15 and 17 six and a half games back del Marva still leads the division at 21 and 10 and even though uh, they're already locked up for a first half win they're going to the postseason they know that um, you're really you're shooting to keep pace with them because if you finish second and you've got an overall record for tiebreaker consideration uh, you might as well say you're going to the postseason but Winning division, definitely the uh, the goal here. But six and a half, that's doable. I mean, right? What's the team feeling right now? That the six and a half games it, back,
2: it's certainly doable. This team still is is budding with confidence. And uh, the thing about it is, is, this is actually a very important series right now for West Virginia because Hickory is the team that everyone is chasing now that Delmarva's you know made it to the postseason. So uh, West Virginia really wants to take this series, you know, take two of three from Hickory because this is the last time we play them this year. This is the last chance we have. Game to game games against Hickory, where we can gain ground on them in the standings.
1: The power also on the road. It feels like uh, it feels like you're going to be on the road for a while with this uh, series. Uh, you started yesterday, and you won't get back to you know, Appalachian Power Park until the 31st against Greensboro. But long trip. You got Hickory. You got Rome. Um, I guess the good um, news is guess- um, at the end of this all, uh, August is going to be pretty friendly as far as the home schedule.
2: Yeah, August is, is a bit interesting. It's basically, you know, we have this long road trip, then a long home stand, then another long road trip, and then it's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, little series after little series. So it's an interesting dynamic the way the schedule works out, but I think it'll be uh, better for these guys just to, you know, be able to play in front of their home crowd as much as possible. We've got 15 home games. We play well at home. we got a winning record at home. So I think that'll really benefit these guys down the stretch.
1: Yeah, and that's the important thing. Uh you are you're better on the road uh some weeks it feels like, but right now it's almost feels like it's been 50-50. I'm sure uh, the numbers uh you know will tell a different story to why the record is that way, but it just feels like it's uh, a win or lose, win or lose uh, no matter when you play, where you play.
2: No, and I think you're right. I mean, this team has been very we'll say inconsistent at, at this rate. Um and that's kind of been the issue. You know, they've played so many close games and I talked to uh, Devin sweet about that today in our, our night horse riding free game show interview. And we've, um, we've got uh, 40, you know, we've played uh, 35 one run games this year and we've won 22 of them. That's a great mark. That's the highest mark in the league in terms of wins uh, in one run games, but you've also lost 12. So, at the, at the end of the day, those 12-1-1 games can make or break your season, and the power of late have been losing a lot of closed ball games, and they've been also blowing a lot of late leads. We've had five blown saves in our last seven games, and we blew seven over our first 95. So uh, that can't happen. And in a, in a stretch run, you got you got to be able to trust your bullpen after your starters go out and give you some good innings that your your bullpen's going to be able to lock it down. And the bullpen hasn't been, you know, that rough but it's been one run two runs that have marked the difference because these teams keep hanging around and uh the power offense while potent sometimes it gets a little static where it'll score big in one inning like last night where we score all four of our runs in the fourth and then we can't score again after that so it's a little bit tough uh at this point to kind of project where we're going to be and what's going to happen but uh, consistency is the name of the game for
1: this team right now. How frustrating is that for this team? You, know, you think you can score enough, but you just can't hold on. And you also maybe have a pitching staff that's thinking, "Hey guys, you know, maybe can you get me a run? Can you get me a run? I can do this, but you know, I need a little support." You know, you can't just point the finger at offense. You can't just point the finger at pitching and say that's the reason. And I'm sure that's got to be frustrating.
2: It's certainly frustrating, and, and and the thing about it is, Paul, is that these guys want to back these guys up. This team is a very close-knit group, and, and they feel for their pitchers when they can't back them up, or the pitchers feel for their for the starter when they can't pull down the save, and and, and that's really you know it's tough to to, to see because you can see it on these guys' faces and in their body language when a, when a blown save does happen or when a team can't score again and and end up losing the ball game late. You know, they want to win these games. They want to go to the postseason. So it's certainly a, a tough thing to swallow for these guys. But, uh, you know, they're still playing hard. They're still giving 100% effort at day in and day out. And and hopefully we can turn it around.
1: Who stood out the most to you uh, since the second half has started?
2: I mean, you can't say anybody more than Bobby Honeyman right now. He's got an 18-game hitting streak going. And uh, he's just been so unbelievably consistent at the plate. He hit a two-run homer last night, seventh home run of the season, and it was one of the weirdest home runs I've ever seen because in Hickory they have the right field wall, but then they have a three-level sign wall above it. Usually to hit a homer, you have to hit it over the sign wall because if you hit it off the sign wall and it comes back into the field of play, it's in play, but Bobby hit it off of the lowest level of sign and then it snuck under the wall, so it was a home run. Really weird, never seen that before, not sure I'll ever see it again. But he's just finding ways to get the job done, and that's
1: what you need to do at this stage of the game. David Collins, our guest from the West Virginia Power. Now, the the good news is uh, these guys uh, do have an opportunity to gain some ground and then come back home and and try to stay strong at uh, at Appalachian Power Park. Is the – Sense of urgency sunk in yet. I know we still have a full month to go, and then we still have to play out what's left of July. But uh, is that sense of urgency there, or has it been there these last few weeks?
2: You know, I don't think the urgency is there quite yet. I mean, these guys understand where they are and they understand what they need to do, but I don't think they're I don't think they're pressing. Um, I think they're just going in day in and day out and, and doing their work and, and trying to get better and trying to win you know each game one at a time. And I think if I ask anybody on this team they're going to say exactly that, you know, these guys are very focused on the task at hand. Uh, they're very focused on, you know, being, you know, doing the best they can to help this team win. And, and that's really all they're they're worried about, you know, where the standings are. They can't really control that because they only play one team on one night. So until it really gets down to the nitty gritty those last two weeks, I think they're just focused on, all right, let's beat this team, whoever
1: we're playing. David Kahn joining us from the West Virginia Power, of course, on the road, and you can go to the website. Uh, wvpower.com dot com if you want to tune in for tonight's action and uh, I know uh, you're excited just to uh, get back home. You have been on the road what two three days and, and you're probably already ready to come back.
2: You know the road is certainly nice, but I but I always love being at home. It, it, there's, there's a comfort level there, and, and the players feel the same way. You know you've got your home crowd in front of you, and and it, you know Appalachian Power Park is a special ballpark and has a, has a special atmosphere. And, and we're you know we're certainly very excited to whenever we get the chance to play at home, but uh, being on the road is it has its own it has its own merits, but but certainly we we were excited to be back home next week.
1: When you come back home next week, uh, this will be the final month for the most part that fans get a chance to come out and see the power, unless you extend the season. So, uh, what's planned for August that's going to make everything special.
2: Yeah, we've got a lot of really cool promotions coming up for August. Um, actually, on Friday, August second, we're going to be wearing some special hot shot jerseys that are. Uh, Presented by the uh, Charleston Area Medical Center, and uh, they're actually these really cool light blue jerseys that uh, we have. And they have a stethoscope wrapped around them, and the player is going to be wearing them. And then we're going to auction them off, and all the proceeds are going to go to the CAMC Foundation. So we're very excited to have that. Um, on Saturday, we got a back to school giveaway on August 3rd with a uh, with a backpack giveaway. So we're, uh, we're 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 you know we did that last year and that went over really well. Um, we've got a prospect T-shirt giveaway coming up. We've got uh, Deaf Night coming up on August 30th, where we're also going to be wearing uh, power jerseys that are ASL, so they're going to have American Sign Language. Uh, the power is going to be spelled out in ASL on the jerseys. They're really, really cool. Those are also going to be auctioned off uh, on our Live Source app after the uh, after the game is over. So, and we're going to have uh, interpreters at the game. We're going to have sensory friendly fireworks that night. Uh, it's going to be a really cool night. Uh, towards the end of the season on August 31st, we've got. Uh, Luke Pell from the Bachelorette has actually come into the ballpark, and we're going to do a little meet and greet with him. Uh, we got a special ticket package out there as well for for Luke Pell's appearance on the 31st. And really, we've just got you know a whole slew of, of different weekly promotions. Where we got another pets in the park coming up this week. We've got tons of thirsty Thursdays. We have uh, International Heritage Week we've got coming up in, in conjunction with Multifest that's going on in West Virginia. And we're actually we're doing our very first African American Heritage Night. Uh, On Monday, August 5th, where we're honoring our African American uh, culture in West Virginia and our community there. Uh, So that'll be a really, really fun night. And we're trying to add as as many things as we can to this final month and really uh, just continue to beef up the promotions and and make sure all these fans have something to come out and and enjoy.
1: David Collins, our guest, West Virginia Power. You know, I think one thing we really didn't talk about is uh, how's the toast man's arm? Because Devin Sweet became the fourth power pitcher to reach. 100 K's in a single season last night. So how's the, how's the toast man's arm holding up? That's a lot of K's over the course of a a season.
2: (laughs) Yeah, the power of 954 K's overall this year. Uh, So the toast man's arm is fine. Uh, He actually flung one into the booth uh, last, the, on our last home game of the, of the uh, first half. First time I've seen him do that. uh, Kyle caught it. I did because he threw it into Kyle's window. Um, but uh, Toastman's arm is doing just fine. He's uh, he's warmed up and ready to go. And I guarantee you, if we were back at home, he'd be he'd be ready to sling some more toast.
1: Still, it's a lot of K's. That's a lot of K's, especially in minor league baseball, where these guys uh, move up and down at, at a moment's notice. That's a lot of opportunity to throw some um, some guys out.
2: Well, I mean that's a, it's a power record that we've never we've never had four pitchers with uh, with four, with more than 100 K's in a single season. So. There's a reason it's a power record because it doesn't happen all that often, like you said, because of the promotions. So, you know, hats off to, to those guys. Obviously, Moyers and Chandler are both no longer with the power. They're, they're up in high in Modesto, well-deserved promotions. And, and Devin Sweet is just dominating again here in the second half. I talked to him today and in, in, our, in our free game, so you'll hear that in a little bit. And, uh, and Ryan Inman has started to find his groove as well. So really all of those guys are, are just settling into a second-half groove, and I'm excited to see what the totals can be because, uh, you know the power strikeout record is certainly within reach for both of those guys.
1: David Con's our guest from the West Virginia Power. He is uh, easily found on Twitter, SportsCon4. <laughs> if you uh, are in doubt when you look him up, he's the guy with the big two-lane, whatever the heck that is, uh, image. It's, it's a field it, it, it looks like a squiggly blob.
2: Well, you're. a Oh, oh! Did I, I think I changed it. Yeah, it used to be it used to be the two. It used to be two in at the Superdome.
1: No, it's, it's a uh, squiggly oh, blob. Yeah, come on now.
2: No, that's called the, that's called the angry wave.
1: The angry wave. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, I'm looking at the angry wave on your Twitter account. Of course, uh, Twitter just switched me over to the new Twitter. I'm on the website. And yeah, ter- me too.
2: I hate it. It's terrible. I hate it.
1: It's it's horrible.
2: So there's okay. So there's a way to get it back, but it wouldn't work on my computer for some reason.
1: <laughs> so that means there's not a way um, to get it back.
2: Well, no, there is, but, like, so apparently Twitter installed this cookie. It's like a a web opt-in cookie, and if you download on – use Google Chrome, Paul? I use use, Chrome. Is that your your preferred browser? I use
1: Safari, but I do have Chrome.
2: Okay. If you go on Chrome – I don't know about Safari, but if you go on Chrome, you can uh, download this uh, extension called Edit This Cookie, and then basically what you do – is you download this extension, you go to Twitter, and then you open the extension, find the web opt-in cookie for Twitter, delete it, save it, or save your cookies, and then close out your browser and reopen it, and it should fix it. However, for some reason, when I do that, the cookie doesn't get deleted. It, like, it, like won't let me save it. So, I'm not sure what's up with, with me, but, um, you know... That, that is a way to fix it. That's what I've learned from my internet searching, because they just switched me today, and I absolutely hate it.
1: Yeah, it's terrible.
2: Oh, it's so bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, now usually uh, it's, um, well, I can't describe it. It's like um, it's in dark mode, which is fine. I'm okay with that, but... Uh, well, no,
2: I turned it off dark mode.
1: You don't like dark mode?
2: No, no dark mode. I'm not, not a fan of dark mode. Okay. but But here's the thing. So, so there is one thing I like about it. They moved the emojis to like right below the Twitter, like right below your tweet. Yeah, that I appreciate. That was helpful. But everything else terrible.
1: Okay, so no, I had it on dim. Okay, there's default, which is bright white, dim, and lights out.
2: Yeah, I I use default.
1: Okay, and uh, you can change your color. So uh, let's see. Since uh, I rep uh, the herd, I got to go with the avocado green.
2: I was gonna say, yeah, you you got to go green.
1: Yeah, I got to go green. I just have to. I mean, yeah. I would go orange, but nobody would understand why I would go orange. No. So, I mean, No, they would not. No, they so would know that that would be a personal choice, but I'm going to go green because you know, I got to rep I got to rep the Herd fans out there.
2: And I I got to rep the Wave.
1: Right, exactly. So there we are. Um there's everything you need to know about the West Virginia Power and uh our our disdain for the new Twitter. All-in-one neat <laughs> package. And um we're saving all our best material for uh, our yet uh, first recorded con and pa- uh, swan podcast, or swan and con, whatever we're gonna call that. Um, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, you've got you've got future Marshall hall of famer Jansen Williams even brainstorming right now what that podcast should be.
2: Yeah, I was just saying. I thought Jansen was story was storyboarding for
1: us. He is. He's working on it. He's um he's, okay. He's working on um he's gonna line guest up for us, uh, but we have to we we, we have to we go need get someone
2: it. to design a logo.
1: Okay. We'll work on that. Uh, but he's got to go line up our next guest because we got John Elmore on. You've heard of him, right? He's uh, he's like your Yeah,
2: f- I have heard of John Elmore, and, and I think everyone probably wants me to get off so that they can listen to John Elmore, so I understand that.
1: Yeah, okay, so you, um, you off the phone, we'll have John Elmore on, and uh, we'll talk to you next week.
2: All right, sounds
1: good. David Kahn, my friend and the voice of the West Virginia Power, joining us on the program uh, after this break. John Elmore, he will tell us about his uh, – continued career in basketball. He's got a pro contract. We'll talk about it when we continue with today's edition of The Drive.
0: This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN
1: 94.1 FM and AM 930. Over the last few weeks, we have been following the, the journey of John Elmore. Um, I kept my ESPN Plus subscription so I can watch him uh, play with the Celtics in the Summer League. And, of course, last week I was hoping for uh, several wins in the basketball tournament. Wasn't the case, but I got to see more of John play and, and with a few Marshall guys as well, and that was fun. And now uh, I'm going to have to figure out how I can subscribe to uh, basketball in Italy. Uh The LBA has a new member today. The uh, team that John has signed with is Polycanestro Trias. And if I've not pronounced that right, John is with us on the phone now to correct my pronunciation of that and talk about that. Hey, man, congratulations. Uh, That is great news to hear today.
0: Thank you, man. I'm fired up. Uh, Like you said, great news. And I'm excited for the next chapter.
1: If you could, just talk about the last few weeks. Um, I mean, we, um, we all watched the, uh, the summer league games and uh, just uh, every moment we could get with you on the court, you know, hoping that uh, we would see more of you. And then it was just extra fun to watch in the basketball tournament. And now you've got a pro contract. Uh, a lot of guys don't make it past college. Uh, it doesn't matter what level of professional basketball they play. Um, if you make it as a pro basketball player, you're in an elite company
0: yeah uh no i mean boston experience was fun uh went up there for a week did mini camp with them um then played summer league with them uh it was kind of tough because they drafted two guards um so those were their main guys and i really didn't get in the game a lot which was frustrating at the same time but uh, it was a good experience i got to go to vegas uh play at a high level um practice play against those guys on a daily basis so that was fun um but then uh some stuff overseas started popping up. The offer in Italy came, and uh, just talking with my agent and family, we thought that was the best route to go, and uh, I'm really excited about it.
1: So what do you know about your uh, upcoming uh, team and your new home? I know it's
0: on the beach, and it's supposed to be beautiful there, so I'm going to have a nice tan when I get back. Uh, no, I mean, it's good basketball. 100,000 people right on the beach. Um uh, from what I've seen, they kind of die-hard basketball. I've got a lot of feedback from people um, wishing me the best, and they're glad I'm going. And so I talked with the GM this morning. Had a good conversation with him. Um, so, looking to get over there. I think I leave August sixth, and uh, it's an exciting time for my family, fiance, and friends.
1: Yeah, you um, you had mentioned in previous interviews that if the NBA wasn't an option right away, uh, this would be an option for you, and then eventually try to get into coaching, um, what's the journey going to look like in your mind? Because this is a really uh, twofold for you. One, you get to go out, play professional basketball, uh, play in a really good league in Italy. Second of all, an uh, opportunity maybe to um, showcase yourself. Uh, there's always a path to the NBA. It doesn't necessarily go through draft night, and it doesn't necessarily go through summer uh, league as well.
0: No, you're right, 100%. Um,
1: yeah, this isn't.
0: Hopefully, this isn't the last stop for me. Uh, this might be the first of many. It might be the last stop. You never know. But um, like you said, the end goal is the NBA. But um, some people's books are different. So this is a chapter in my book. I'm going in, and I mean, my goal is to win the Italian first division league first year as a rookie and uh, start off with a bang. So I'm I'm not satisfied by any means. Uh, I think it's going to be a good team. It's a great league, one of the best leagues in the world. Uh, the competition is going to be good, but um i'm looking forward to it i'm going in uh i'm going to set the place on fire to be honest i'm i'm going to uh break records and win games and have fun doing it and then uh when that comes at the end of the year to make a decision whether to go back whether to move on what the next step is i'll sit down with my agent and family and uh, we'll evaluate it and go from there but at this time i'm just going to take it one day at a time and enjoy every step of the process
1: yeah not a bad place to try to figure out your next step in life uh as far as the league itself, uh, this is the highest level of basketball in Italy, and you get to go play at a beautiful location. You get to go enjoy a, a, a fantastic country, basketball fans. But this isn't, the, um, this isn't the only thing you get to go up against. Uh, you also have some pretty tough competition. Uh, who are some of the names, some of the guys maybe that uh, we would be a little bit more familiar with that uh, you might face off against in this league?
0: Um, You know, there's a lot of guys, a lot of former NBA guys that have kind of had stints in the league uh, that have ended up in Italy. Um, The Italy First Division's got a bunch of teams in it. Uh, Mike D'Antoni played in Italy First Division for many years. So uh, there's been a lot of legends come out of the league. There's a lot of Italian or a lot of foreign players that are kind of legends over there in the league as well. So um, it's a very high level. Uh, There's a bunch of former college guys you would know, like uh, Darius Thompson and Justin Johnson from Western Kentucky. Uh, those are two of the guys that, I mean, I know a little bit pretty well that uh, are playing in the league and I'll play against. So uh, it's exciting. Um, a lot of guys that I know and have grown up playing against or have heard of are in the league. So uh, it, it'll definitely be tough competition, but uh, I think I'm ready to go and see what happens.
1: Did that help knowing that um, you had a support system like the D'Antoni family? They know about this league. The, you know, Mike has got great experience with that league. So, have you had a chance maybe to lean on him a little bit or talk to him about uh, some of the things that uh, you're going to encounter or uh, are we too soon in that process?
0: Uh, I didn't really talk to them much. Uh, I talked to Coach D'Antoni a little bit throughout the process. Uh, he watched some of the games in Summer League. He watched the TBT game. Uh, he's just been real supportive, and, uh, I mean, he's backed me with everything I've decided. Uh, he just, he's supported everything so far, and he's been uh, – He's been there if I needed him to, but uh, my family and agent have been really big in this, so uh, most of the credit goes to them for keeping me sane and uh, playing devil's advocate for a lot of the situations and weighing the pros and the cons throughout the process.
1: Now, was this already in the works when you were playing in the basketball tournament? Because I was kind of hoping you'd be busy for a few more weeks uh, in that tournament. It didn't go that way, but... um... You know, with that, uh, opportunity now passed and this one happening, uh, was this just it happened in the last few days or was this something that, uh, you just had to sign the paperwork once that, uh, basketball tournament, uh, uh, opportunity was over?
0: Uh, it had been playing out the past couple weeks. Um, just negotiations, stuff like that. Um, when I would leave expect their expectations for me, uh, all kinds of stuff. My agent had done a really good job of handling all that, but I mean, uh, no, we were fully locked into the TBT. Uh, that was a great experience. Like you said, our goal was to win $2 million and keep playing games. But, I mean, I got to reunite with Ott, Stevie, Ryan Taylor. Um, a lot of those guys I grew up playing with, are, Stevie and I were roommates at Marshall. Uh, we all played together, played AU, travel ball together growing up. So getting to play on ESPN one, Not many people get to play on ESPN. But then you're playing with your boys that you grew up with and my dad was coaching, Tommy Orkett, good family friend. Uh, I mean, that was, that was awesome. That's definitely one of my favorite basketball experiences up to this point.
1: How do you like playing with, um, you, you've done this now, you're familiar with it, the, uh, the ELAM system where uh, after four minutes or less, um, they tack on eight points to the, uh, the margin of victory, uh, and you've got to go score that, that certain point total before the other team does. How do you like that?
0: Uh, I thought it was really interesting. It, like you said, it's a different style of play for sure. Um, but it does it eliminates the fouling and kind of the the um, the grinded out bragging on at the end of the game. Uh, so you got to try to concentrate on not fouling down the stretch. Uh, I thought I think I think the eliminating really helped us because we were down a decent amount of points and we kept getting stops, kept getting fouled, getting to the line, and chipping away. Uh, so. I think it's a definitely an interesting style of basketball, and it, I think it's cool because every game ends on a game winner. You know, you don't have any just blowouts or any like lame endings to the game. every, every game ends on a game-winning shot. No.
1: John Elmore is our guest uh, signing today with uh, Polichinestro Trias of the uh, LBA, highest level of basketball in Italy. So, I guess the more important question now here is, uh, everybody wants to know where they can they get a John Elmore jersey to add to their collection.
0: So I'm supposed to talk with the uh, the GM in the next couple of days. Um, we're getting a getting a feel for what number I'll be. Uh, I think it's going to be 33. I don't know. I don't know why I would choose that one or why they would want me to wear that one. But uh, I think it'll be number 33. And I think I'll find the details out uh, in the next few days on gear and stuff like that. So as soon as I know, I'll make it available to people on social media and stuff like that, and uh, try to get people hooked up as fast as possible.
1: I've kind of felt like that was a question a lot of people were uh, wondering. It's like, okay, hey, congratulations, great. Uh, where can I get a jersey? Uh, I mean, that's a, that's got to feel pretty good that people want to wear your number no matter where you're at.
0: No, it's definitely a cool feeling. And I think just growing up in Charleston, growing up in Huntington, uh, playing in the in-state school, uh, I think just over these past weeks, it's meant more and more to me because as I'm getting farther away from Marshall, um, all these people are still reaching out on a daily basis. All these people still want to stay posted and kept informed on what's going on. So, uh, I think I'm really lucky to have grown up here and ended up at Marshall and for things to have gone the way they have, because, uh, I mean the support system and the fan base and, uh, just the ability to stay connected with everyone's been, been really sweet. The farther I've got away from Marshall.
1: Well, congratulations. Uh, this is, a this is really a big deal. Um, not too many people can play professional sports, uh, play professional ball. a Dream come true for you, and uh, I'm excited. I can't wait to see you out there and uh, just blowing up uh, the, uh, the the basketball in Italy. And maybe that's going to be your pathway back to the NBA and uh, back to the states. But uh, no matter where you end up, uh, good luck, congratulations, and uh, I hope uh, I hope everything works out for you.
0: Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it.
1: It's John Elmore signing a pro contract today, uh, Polianestro Trias. Uh, of the uh, LBA, highest level of basketball in Italy. He's going to be – he's not going to be hurting. He's going to be looking at uh, beautiful country, playing basketball, getting paid for it. We're going to take our next break. We'll come back. We'll get the phone lines for you at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. You can join us on the Miller Lite phone lines Miller Lite. Hold true. Great taste. Only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. We've got more on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Come alive. Paul
0: Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: Welcome back to the Wednesday, July 24th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So we've been talking basketball, and John Elmore getting an opportunity to play in Italy, extend his basketball career, play professional basketball, and... Any opportunity for a guy who loves the game of basketball to play, you take it right. Well, uh, not so fast because uh, Kevin Love, he is going to withdraw from playing for the United States at this summer's World Cup in China. So he's not playing. You've got Anthony Davis not playing. James Harden now not playing. Damian Lillard not playing. DeMar Rosen not playing. Bradley Beal, not playing. Eric Gordon, not playing. Tobias Harris, not playing. C.J. McCollum, not playing. We're going to keep this up. I know a guy, Jansen Williams, he'll play. Put him in the World Cup. You want to play in the World Cup, Jansen? We're running out of players. You want to play? Yeah, I'll play. You play? You rep the USA? USA, baby. Okay. All All right, you're in. I'll play. I mean, I don't think we'd be a good team if it was me and you. I think it would be a great team. What are you talking about? Well, if I pass the ball to you, yeah. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's my job. Pass the ball to Jansen. Get out of the way. What's up with this? Not playing for the USA. Um, I think it's a big mistake for a lot of these players. I mean, I can't tell them what their business is and and how to run it, but I would think any opportunity you get it to represent your country, play – in a situation where you're going to expand the brand. Because let's be honest, this is an opportunity for Kevin Love, Anthony Davis, a lot of these guys to expand the brand. It's not necessarily about, hey, is this a minor inconvenience for you that you're going to spend a week in uh, Australia and you're going to play uh, in China? Man, i got to give up my summer for this. Hey, you know what? They like basketball overseas. China's a huge market. I mean, that's one of the things that uh, the NBA has uh, got to be loving about life right now is that their game is truly, in a lot of ways, very international. And so, even though you don't have NBA teams in other countries, it's not necessarily about that. It's the NBA brand. and You, you don't want to go and play in front of... A international audience that would just love to buy your gear. I mean, come on, you're you're blowing it here. These guys are blowing it as far as that opportunity because you got to market the brand. You got to go out there and give people a reason to like you even more. If you're a basketball player, you go out there, you greet the fans. You're going to make a fan. And think about it. Why did guys? stop and give kids autographs um, and spend a yeah, crazy amount of time after a game hanging out with these kids because probably somebody did that when they were a kid. And now it's their turn, and they're, they're giving them back because they've just made a fan. I mean, I, there's been so many times where – and, Jansen, you can attest to this because uh, I mean, you've done it as well. You meet a kid – you've never met this kid before in, in your life. And this is a little kid probably at the game wants a Jansen Williams autograph, like a poster or something. Some bent poster he got at the game, uh, and that kid's eyes brighten up when you stop and you talk to him for a couple of minutes. Sign his uh, his shirt or sign his posters. You've already made a Jansen Williams fan, and yeah, I don't think guys get that to this day. That uh, you invest a few minutes of their time, it's going to pay big dividends. Even if it's going overseas and playing, especially at the NBA level. I mean, I'll tell you what for. The feeling that I kind of see is that, you know, when I was a kid, the, I can remember this since I was little. Um, Chipper Jones stayed after a game, and we just sat there and waited and waited and waited for him to come and, you know, sign my baseball. And that was probably the most joyful moment of my life was getting to see my idol, the guy that I loved, growing up as a kid, coming and taking the time out of his day after the game's over and everybody's leaving, to come over here and just do a little thing and sign, sign something. So it's it's really amazing. Yeah. And I know this is a different level altogether. You know, you're going to China. You're going to uh, Australia. You're going to be playing the summer, playing for Team USA. Sure, maybe that's not the, the way you want to spend your summer playing in the World Cup, but maybe it should be. Cause There's people, especially overseas, their basketball to them is nothing compared to what basketball is over here. Like, They take it to a whole different level. They bring huge flags, air horns. Fireworks sometimes—it's insane over there. Soccer rowdy is just about, just about, just about. Yeah, so there's an opportunity there. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed. I mean, these guys have got their own reasons, but I, mean, I think if you're um, if you're a superstar like Kevin Love, you're a superstar like Anthony Davis, you know, James Harden, uh, you got to realize your fan base doesn't necessarily uh, exist solely in the uh, lower 48. Of the United States of America or Alaska, Hawaii. Uh, it's a—it's an international game. So, you know, you got an opportunity. Hey, okay, so you got to give up a few weeks of the summer. You're going to get a chance to go play, represent Team USA. Uh, coach Greg Popovich is going to be your coach. And I don't know what your feelings are about that guy, but I like him. I like it especially when he takes the immediate you know, task. I mean, when he – when he just gets up in our grill in the media, it's it's hilarious, you know, because uh, he's put us on our toes. Uh, you know, we got to come with with good stuff now. Can't ask stupid questions. See, that's the thing though. Um, I love it when coaches make sure that we know. Okay, uh, yeah, we shouldn't have asked that. Sorry, coach. I mean, not tough questions. Just, just just dumb questions. I mean, Greg Popovich is the best at that. You're gonna hang out with that guy. That's the still. I'm disappointed though. I would have liked to see. Um, Because I like seeing our very best go over and just devastate the other teams. Maybe I shouldn't be thinking that way. Maybe I should be thinking, hey, this should be more competitive. We're going to send some young guys over, and they're going to compete. I mean, maybe we need to be developing our younger talent a little bit better the way we are with other Olympic sports. And again, we don't necessarily put that much funding and resources uh, as a country into amateur athletics the way that some nations do. Now, as a, as a nation, we're blessed with a lot of gifted and talented and dedicated young men and women who will give up sections of their life to compete. And that's a great dream. And you go out and you represent the United States and win, lose, or draw, depending on what the sport is, uh, you go out there and you give your best. I mean, you're a hero to us. But... Hey, here's an opportunity for you to go out, represent the United States of America, uh, go out, spread the game of basketball, make some fans in different countries, opportunity to market yourself, sell more stuff, sell more stuff. I mean, come on. How many people have uh, Italian basketball jerseys? Well, a lot now here next few weeks. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of John Elmore uh, basketball jerseys floating around. That's going to do it for this edition of The Drive here at ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Uh, David Kahn, thanks to him for joining us from the West Virginia Power. John Elmore, we appreciate him. For our producers, our our tag team champions of the world, Gabriel Sellers and Jansen Williams, I'm Paul Swan. This has been The Drive on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Good night, everyone.